you're listening to, well, actually, actually live from Asteroid G, because we're actually doing this in person for once in a very great while here. We're at Speed Gaming Live here in Herndon, Virginia. I am joined not in the booth by our normal commentator, Ghoul Mike, who took over from my previous commentator, Josh. Now we have a third somewhat regular comment. I don't know if you're going to show up again after this, but we're going to... Mm. <laughs> Lord Fizzlebeef, say hello. 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 <laughs> That's, there's your contribution. Okay, good having you on podcast. Bye. All right. No. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> no, but we're here live, and we're actually doing this. And despite it being a video game convention, the first thing we're going to talk about is Star Trek, because of course. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah. We were at a rock show a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and we decided to get talking about Star Trek, because mm-hmm. a couple of us were in the middle of an intermission, ignoring what the, whatever was going up on stage. Mm-hmm. And... You came out with the factoid that your favorite... Is it your favorite Star Trek movie or your favorite movie in general is Star Trek Four. Favorite movie in general is Star Trek Four. I feel like that's kind of a bombshell right there. <laughs> Not that I think Star Trek Four is wrong or bad, and I don't think... I think for a lot of people it is actually their favorite uh-huh. Star Trek movie. Mm-hmm. I just don't know of a lot of people that would list it as their favorite movie. Right. So there's multiple factors that go into it. Number okay. one, the nostalgia of the TOS movie cast uh-huh. is very strong for me. It is. Number two, it's pretty much a parody movie, mm-hmm. but it's played extremely straight, and I love that type of comedy. I love the type of comedy where they go into situations and they're just like, why don't we just do the convenient, obvious thing? And they go, yeah, why don't we just do that? And then they just do it, and it works. <laughs> Something about that is just so fun and heartwarming for me. And... I don't, it's, it's just good. It's just really good. It's just a feel-good, happy, fun-time movie. That's interesting. So you would you consider yourself in general a Star Trek fan? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, good. Uh, good. I would consider myself a Star Trek fan up until the last, I don't know, call it five, ten years. Okay. And this is something I want to talk about because uh-huh. the last five, ten years are the Paramount Plus era. Uh-huh. And there's been a lot of stuff that's happened. Not all of it, I think, is bad. Uh-huh. Some of it's bad. Some of it's a lot real, of it's bad. Some of it's real bad. A lot of it's real bad. And we'll, we'll run down through that. So uh-huh. original series is good for you. I, okay, this is also, I am nothing if not controversial. Okay. Um, I cannot watch the original series. Okay. It's just, it's too much camp. The, the 60s camp is too strong for me. They didn't really know what they were doing. It, it grew out of the 1950s sci-fi yeah. boom. Um, and like, you can tell that the way that they were doing sets and yeah, stories yeah, yeah. and acting yeah. feel very 1950s, 1960s. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't know it. Like, I can appreciate what they were trying to do, but I agree with you. Yeah. Original series era and animated series era yeah. feels very old. It does. It, like... It was it was definitely a product of the time, and yet at the same time, it was definitely forward looking. Uh-huh. I very much respect it for what it is. It is not my speed. Storytelling and politically, yeah, it's it's very forward thinking. I agree. Yeah, this it, is not my speed. And it's weird to think because the franchise went through that, and it went through the animated series, mm-hmm. and then it got to next generation like ten years after that. Like yeah. every ten years, you were getting a Star Trek. Yeah, and, and the next generation is really where it found its feet. Yes. A couple seasons in. Once it found its feet, it found its feet. It, yeah. <laughs> it took a little while. That first yeah. season is raw. Oh, man. There's oh, God. A, do, do, we, can, we, can, we can talk about... Uh, we could talk about the android getting drunk and, <laughs> yeah, and having an, now. <laughs> and having an intense relationship with a coworker. Uh, we we could talk about the unbelievably racist planet. That was that was the thing. I got I started watching Next Generation before I went back and tried to watch the original series. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, it can't get much worse than this because mm-hmm. I watched Encounter Farpoint, which is 
about one solid good episode stretched across two episodes. Yeah, but they have to introduce all the characters they so they can have the bandwidth. They do, but they didn't have to introduce Q as well at the same time. I feel like there's two really solid plot lines that were grafted together there, in part because Gene Roddenberry really liked his stories about gods messing with humans. Right. So. I mean, credit where credit's due. Q was awesome. Q was a fantastic. I would have loved a Q episode as a start, or the weird space alien space base thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's kind of the same story. Is that like that the weird it alien? Is now. It didn't well, the, have to be. It didn't have to be, but well. It's better that it is because the weird alien spit, no one cares. No, no, like, no one cares. I agree on literally that. Literally no one cares. And that's that's what makes Q being there something that saves that plot line because mm-hmm. I'm like no one cares. Like the people that are there don't care. Picard doesn't care. Q doesn't care. He's just like, I'm using this weird alien space based thing to test you because I'm the villain here, not those idiots but this is doing my point. whatever. This is my point. Yeah. When they do Q after this. Q just has his own agenda, and it's a Q episode. Yes. This is a, we have a dumb storyline that we have to lift up with something else. Right, but he's there just <laughs> to, like, he's, he's not there officially or anything, but he, he's there doing, you know, I'm going to test a race. But he actually, for whatever reason, is just like, oh, these idiots are fun. And that's why when he comes back, he does his own thing. But for the first episode, it's just like, I have given you an idiot test to have fun. <laughs> But then, after Q, yeah. we then get a terrible Ferengi episode, Ugh. and that stupid racist planet episode. Ugh. And Ugh. I got that far in, and I'm like, okay, I need to go watch something else. I <laughs> I know the series gets good, but I don't know if I have it in me to watch this. It, it doesn't get good in the first season. <laughs> no. <laughs> and they start trying to tinker around with it. We get a different doctor and some... <laughs> that's... That, that's its own ar- argument, though. We get Pulaski. Oh, man. But then fucking Wesley sticks around. Like, your mom left. Yeah. Go with her. I, oh, I hate Pulaski so much because a friend of mine um, made the comparison is that Pulaski feels so much like they tried to bring back a Bones yes. archetype, yes. but it does not land. It, mm-hmm. It's so far off the mark because like the thing was that, you know, Bones would always give Spock shit and it was just like, oh, you green blooded, but like you never felt like there was any like intent behind it you never you never felt like he was actually trying to like keep the vulcan down as it were Mm -hmm. uh pulaski just digs the shit out of data just constant i can swear right no yeah okay just absolutely tears into data constant constant (laughs) well you you can bleep it later this is your podcast (laughs) but just tears into him and it's like this is like no, you you are actually just a walking computer, and I don't need to take a single thing you say seriously. This is just like my God, lady, what are you doing? And then the, her stupid scene is just like, I, it's a splint, it's good old country medicine. It's like it's the twenty fourth century. Surely you have like batteries around for whatever your gadgets are. <laughs> but like the the friend made the comparison that um, like Bones was charmingly racist, mm-hmm. but Pulaski was just straight up offensively racist. Yeah, and that's that's where Pulaski just. I was so glad to see her leave and for Crusher to come back. I don't like Crusher. I don't hate Crusher. Crusher, yeah. solid six out of ten. Um, she exists. Yeah. She is not a Bones. Yeah. You're not going to get a Bones. It yeah. just doesn't happen. Uh, my favorite series is Deep Space Nine. Okay. I love Deep Space Nine. Yep. I like the, the, the mildly serialized <laughs> storytelling yeah. of the later seasons. Right. Not heavily, but mildly. Yeah. And I like the characters, and I love the overly dramatic delivery of fucking Benjamin Sisko's <laughs> actor. Like, uh-huh. uh, 
whose name I'm failing right Avery now. Brooks. Thank you. Yep. Avery Brooks. I love his just that man has not seen scenery he cannot chew. Right. They they had to constantly rebuild sets because he was just there nomming on just it. Yeah. His delivery is so over the top on even basic things. You're like, okay, I get you're a Shakespearean actor uh-huh. and I'm here for it, but you didn't need to deliver a line about bell peppers that over the top, sir. I argue he did. Because, <laughs> like, it just... I, I, he cared about those bell peppers. And yeah. you know the episode I'm talking about, yeah. too. <laughs> but then, like, I think from Deep Space Nine, which was great, and took what worked about Next Generation and created a second series that was really good, we kind of fell off for a bit there. Voyager's okay. Enterprises. Mm. No. Mm. There's some good episodes in Enterprise. There's some better episodes in Voyager. Neither oh. of them are up to the tops of the first two. So my, my thing with Enterprise is I actually, um, a couple of years ago, I I never did a complete watch of it. And I decided a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, it's just like, no, 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 no. We're I'm going to give it. it a fair shot. Yeah. We're going to go in. I haven't seen this in like forever. We're going to yeah. see what happens. Yeah. The first season is bad. Yeah. The second season is somehow worse. <laughs> the third season is quite possibly the most unwatchable Star Trek, anything I'd ever seen up to that point. And yes, I'm including one and five. Wow. And then the fourth season was fine. Yeah. It was like mid-season Voyager. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, it's watchable. There's, I can see what they're doing here. They're trying. The storylines make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the finale, they're just like, hang on. What if we just had the worst finale to a show ever. Mm-hmm. You you, re- you remember that show you watched for four seasons? No, 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 no. Next-gen episode. Next yeah. And not even a good ne- next-gen episode, a season seven next-gen episode. A filler storyline to a previous next-gen episode yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the middle of this other storyline that you already saw in season seven, they're like, maybe he needed to take a break in the holodeck to watch some other characters to work through what he's working on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so those are the shows uh-huh. up to a point sure and then there's the movies yes which we were talking about yeah you like four yes i just declared that and i've declared this on the podcast before mm-hmm. i like six mm-hmm. i think six is fantastic because it takes the blend of the politics right of the original series yep matches it with the production values of the actual movies yeah which is so much better yep i mean like yeah you can still tell that we're on older sets than what you get on like strange new worlds now yeah but there was an attempt to update the style so that it felt like you were actually on a spaceship and not just some cardboard cutouts that people were playing on in someone's basement. Yeah. Well, yeah. a lot of those sets were just redressed uh, TNG sets. Uh, for the first movie. They had, they, they I, mean, I meant for six. Well, oh, for TNG. For like Klingons and so forth, they were. The uh, Enterprise set, the the actual Enterprise Enterprise set? Yeah. That one was that was built for Star Trek II and they just reused it over and over again. In some places, yes, but yeah. um, especially in engineering, you yeah. can tell that's the TNG set. You can <laughs> well, tell, that's fair. like, that's you can tell that's the TNG set, and they just put people in the way, so you couldn't tell. Yeah, but that's like, fair. I've seen that set for years. I can tell. I but I, I remember that when they built the Enterprise for uh, Star Trek Two. Yeah, they specifically made it modular because it's the exact same set for the Reliant. Right. They just moved pieces around, right. and then because it was modular, they could store it, and then yeah. they could bring it back out. And then they could reuse it for all the other movies that came afterwards. They yeah. didn't do that for the first one, and then they trashed it. And they're like, that was stupid. Why did we do that? So they were cost-saving on the second one. Yeah. Um, but you're right. They, they Like the, the, the Klingons from Star Trek, the, like the Bounty, I think, they reused for other stuff in Next Generation down the road. Because yeah. they just, 
it was a good set. It's a really good set. Why not reuse it? Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. But it's it's better than the original series. Yeah. Yeah. Original series set is just it's I mean it they can't they were, be fun. They were doing it on a shoestring budget. Yeah. I don't begrudge them their no. weirdo no, no, pastels no. and like all that, just whatever. But it does make an interesting point. And yeah. I I made this on the website down the road. They kept revisiting that set. They used it in relics. When right. Scotty looked at it in, uh, in the yeah. holodeck, they used it in the, tri- the Trials and Tribulations. Yeah. When the crew goes back from Deep Space Nine to visit on there, that's... Fantastic episode. Fantastic episode. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they keep reusing that, that, that aesthetic and that set or similarly rebuilt set over right. and over again. And then you get an, uh, Discovery and Strange New Worlds, and the <laughs> entire production value is different. Now, this is the thing that I argue, is that I, I think there are some fans that will argue that this is just we're just updating the aesthetic and that's all it is. No, we're not. They rebuilt everything. Well, that, that's not only that. <laughs> I feel like this is all the fault of Enterprise. Enterprise had the Temporal Cold War. The Temporal Cold War has been used as an explanation for why Khan hasn't risen yet, why some things look different and other things because technology has flowed backwards through time, and so these sets are more updated because the technology is just somewhat different now. That makes sense because yes. the Temporal Cold War was fucking stupid. Yes, it was. And so it makes sense that everything based, that they've decided that that is the new starting point for the universe. And that's why the rest of the universe has, by extension, been fucking stupid. Except for Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds I really like. By and large. I really like. And I understand it's divisive. I like Lower Decks. Oh, no, Lower Decks counts, too. Okay. Yeah, 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 Okay, okay. So we're in agreement on what's actually good. Yeah. Because um, Discovery is hideously uneven. Even at the best of times, it's hideously uneven. I disagree that it's uneven. I think <laughs> it's consistently unwatchable garbage. The, the first episode, the first season had one episode I actually liked. That was the one where Mud came back and did a uh, time loop. That was at least a self-contained story that worked on its own merits. I wouldn't argue that it works as well as anything on Strange New Worlds. Right. But it worked on its own merits in a way that the rest of the serialized storytelling around it did not. That entire first season is garbage. Yeah. I like, mean, the mud episode, I I do remember it now that you mention it. Yeah. And it, wa- it was all right. Tolerable. But are we really going to give them credit for that? I'm giving them credit for giving me something where I actually sat up as like, well, that was actually an episode of Star Trek for once. Yeah. Second season is marginally improved, but not great. And, like, even when they move them into the far future, they still struggle with balancing episodes with storyline. And they rush both. Yeah. They just rush both. I I fell off the Discovery bandwagon end of season one because it was just, like, I literally do not care. Oh, about, I get you. I there's hate, no reason to care. I hate everyone on the ship. Yeah. I hate the ship. Yeah. Like I get you. Um, I don't argue. And then I watch clips of season two on YouTube, and it's just like, I picked a good time to leave. And another friend of mine has been watching. Um, he was just like, no, 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 no. I'm going to get. I'm gonna watch it through. And he's just like, no, dude, you don't understand how much worse it gets when they go into the future. Better <laughs> but, and worse. Like, I felt, and this is entirely subjective, I've, having been punished by watching all of this from my website, uh-huh. all of it, um... Seasons three and season four are, I would say, markedly improved than one and two. Mm-hmm. But that's with the caveat that we're having to compare it to everything else Star Trek that's so much better. Right. And, like, ugh, I've watched some ass, <laughs> like, ass sci-fi. Yeah. And I'm like, this is no, like, Earth 2, Sequest DSV, <laughs> you know, these are things that manage to make multiple seasons. And I'm like, I would never watch this. I would watch Voyager over this. Uh, not Voyager. I would watch. I would watch Discovery over this. 
Oh, wow. I'm not watching DSV, Star Sea Quest, or fucking Earth 2 or any of those. No, thank you. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. With that said, mm-hmm. I will watch Sequest DSV or fucking uh, Earth 2 over Picard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Picard is the most ill-advised fucking Star Trek I have ever fucking watched. So I think it was Red Letter Media that described season one of Picard mm-hmm. as like an old man stands around while a bunch of Abercrombie models punch the shit out of each other. Yes, that that that's accurate. And then a bunch of people die for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second season, I didn't watch, uh, but Danny did. Yeah. Uh, and Danny says that I made a good choice. Yes. And that we should just not watch the second season. Yeah. Um, they bring back Q. They ruin Q again yes. somehow. Yeah. I mean, Voyager did a good job, but Picard season two was fucking hold my beer. <laughs> and then the third season, I actually kind of enjoyed a bit. It was enjoyable. It, yeah. There were, there were some parts I had complaints about, but... Overall, I was okay with everything that was happening. So, season one uh-huh. is... I struggle to really understand what they were going for. Because it's like, let's have these androids go crazy in a short that you don't have to watch. Right. And then, for some reason, this sets a storyline in motion that resolves itself in such a way that were the characters even really necessary? No. No, I feel like you could have just not done this first season and nothing of consequence would have happened. And if I recall correctly, there was, we had, we had to stop the weirdo cult thing from doing weirdo cult things for Romulans and somehow Borgs and also androids and stuff. Yeah. It's like grab, it's almost like a grab bag bingo bucket of like, here are Star Trek ideas. Let's mash them together. Yeah. Oh, and look, Hugh is back. Okay, let's put Hugh in there. Let's just grab the balls out of the bucket and see what happens. Yeah. The second season, which you haven't watched and you were smart, is like, <laughs> let's do the voyage home, but dumber. Uh-huh. And, I mean, there's a guy I watch online, Steve Shives. He does Star Trek reviews. And he, laying into the third season of Picard, he was also talking about how the second season of Picard is terrible. Yeah. And that's because they raise plot lines and then never resolve them. <laughs> Characters have no consequence on the story. Like They just happenstance happen to be at a spot where something can happen. And you're like, but wouldn't this plot line have resolved itself if it they weren't there? Mm-hmm. But And it's all predicated on trying to avoid this whole timeline that we spend way too long in before right. we even get to the point of trying to stop this timeline. It, it's bad. <laughs> the third season is watchable. And I feel like if it had been the only season, the biggest complaint I would be I would have about it is it's not a sequel to Next Generation like the series set, sets itself to be. It's a sequel to the era. Yeah. So, and there's some stuff that you're like, but it's all Star Trek Next Generation characters aside from Seven of Nine who's been on the series since Picard. Sure. She can it's, come along too. It's fine. Yeah, she can come along too. But it's all Star Trek Next Generation characters solving this plot line. But you keep referencing stuff from not Next Generation. Yeah. So if you're going to do a Next Generation reunion, make it a storyline related to Next Generation shit. Uh-huh. And if you're not going to do just a Next Generation reunion, have more fucking nox- Next Generation non-characters in there. Yeah. Like, bring in Kira Norris, Bring in Cisco's son. Bring in a couple of other people that would help to make this feel more unified for the era, because it was an era sequel without the era characters. Right. Like, the only representation we got from Voyager was Seven of Nine, and... Cameos from Tuvok, one of which is oh, yeah. Tuvok. Yeah, <laughs> cameos from Tuvok and fake Tuvok. Yep. Um, Fuvok. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
how many other characters really would we... I guess an okay amount of the characters we would have wanted to see. Having a Doctor cameo would have been weird. Because yes. it's, it's the same problem that, um, that Brent Spiner talks about with Data. is just like, the, the hologram isn't supposed to age. Like, the android isn't supposed to age. But it just does. Well, um, let's talk Data for a second here. Sure. Because Data died at the end of first season. Data wanted to die at the end of first season. Yeah. And he got his death. But it was okay, though. It was a joke. It wasn't a joke. <laughs> and then his creator is like, LOL, let's just bring him back anyway against his wishes. Yeah. That rubbed me a little weirdly. I still am like, that's... I'm happy to have Data, but it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. So... I wish that... Um, I don't know. I, w- I wish we got just... Because obviously, after, there was they were planning to have another movie after Nemesis. Yeah, that would have had resolved. They, they were going to do a, a search for Spock, but with yeah. Data. Yeah, I wish we could have just had that plot line put in there. Yeah, and I refuse to believe that the plot line we got was the one that no. they had theorized. It like absolutely, couldn't more have been. than ten years ago or whatever. I think this one feels like a we had scheduling conflicts. We're going to just do an Android storyline because we can't get Brett Spiner the whole time. <laughs> uh huh. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we also don't get a ton of Next Generation characters that first season is because, well, we need to have some off-brand people come step in because... Yeah, but they're all dumb and stupid. They are all dumb and stupid. When they all leave at the end of second season, I'm not sad at all. We got the one character I actually liked, Seven of Nine, and I didn't like her because of Picard. (laughs) And that's the thing. If you watch the third season, they basically don't even reference any of the shit that happens from the first two seasons. Yeah. And they're like, hey, look, Seven of Nine's in, like, in here and she's friends with Picard. That's all you need to know. Yeah, you can skip the first two seasons. And she's back to working for Starfleet and yeah. she's not with her weirdo yeah. space yeah. cowboy it's all outfit. terrible. Yeah. It's all terrible. Yeah. Because nothing, nothing of consequence ever happens on Picard. I mean, didn't I mean, they murdered the shit out of each ab. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> nothing of consequence happens. Um, and they even decided to bring back Q, even though he dies. I hate that. <laughs> I hate. I hate that so much. I hate that. This is an eternal, omnipotent being. Don't give him like a season-long whatever death arc, and like, I and just, then undo it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, maybe this was just Q fucking with him the whole time, but like. It's a really weird story for him to fuck with. It's him a with. really weird, yeah, really weird, yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't, I, I don't. Uh, All I can say is the bad shows are over. Are they? Yeah, Picard's done. Well, yeah, they've said it's done, and Discovery's ending after fifth season. Okay, it's done. It's already in the can. It's right. done. Um, well, what about the next one? Well, and there's no guarantee that the next one isn't going to be terrible as well because they they're talking about um, Starfleet Academy. Who knows what the hell that's going to be? It's going to be a bunch of teenagers standing around being stupid. Yeah. Maybe it's okay. I kind of doubt it. I just, no. It's I not going to be okay. I watched Prodigy, which was preteen standing around being stupid. And that was actually tolerable, but... I never got around to watching Prodigy. Well, you can't watch it now. <laughs> did, it, did it get, thro- did it, it get it thrown got, in the void? It got pulled by uh, Paramount Plus because no one was watching it. And I think some other network's going to pick it up and then run the second season that was already in the can when it got canceled. So, but Paramount Plus isn't running anymore, and you figure out the fucking reason why. I, I don't know. I hate the new version of Hollywood accounting where they, they make a thing, and then they just not release it, and they go, oh, no, the whole thing was a loss. Uh-huh. Oh, Tax relief. Yeah, just I like, know. 
this this is why everyone hates you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we do have two really good shows going right now mm-hmm. and possibly some movies that might come out that might be good. I will say that yes. I really... All right, Strange New Worlds. Yes. Um, yes. That one is the one that I will say has been a little uneven and has had It's some, uneven. It, it, it's been unsteady in places because, yes. like, first season, as I recall... I think it was the first episode that I thought was just like, holy crap, this is a Star Trek episode. Yes. And then there were a lot of good ones after that. Yes. And then the last episode of the season was just like, hey, guys, what if we did more time, more stuff? Hey, would more, more time more time flipping? Do you remember that from Discovery? Remember when we were going back sliding weird time stuff? Let's... Here's old Christopher Pike in a very good-looking movie. Yes. Christopher okay, Pike. Okay. Yeah. 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 And it's like, hey, here's the future. We're gonna well, look at the future. And okay. We have this shitty fake Kirk, and like. Okay, but I th- I actually like that episode insofar as it gives us a perspective on knowing what his future is going to be. Uh huh. That he's going to die. Right. Why Pike wouldn't avoid it. I see it as a reach towards the same god-awful writing that they had in Discovery about mm. destinies and... I liked the episode. The episode I hated was the fucking, basically, holodeck episode about the doctor trying to get over his daughter dying. That one annoyed. The, the, the Fields of Elysium or whatever it was where... Oh, the one where they were all, like... like characters in the novel? Yeah. What? I fucking hated that episode so hard because it does was, nothing for me. That was peak Star Trek. That does nothing for me. That was me. peak Star Trek. They that all was... get trapped in a basically a holodeck simulation yes. to explain a character we've barely seen at all uh-huh. no longer being on the show. As someone who likes Deep Space Nine, I'm surprised to hear you come at an episode like this. I think this. the holodeck episodes were the parts of Deep Space Nine I liked the least. Uh-huh. I am not the holodeck episode guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Uh-huh. No. That episode annoyed the show me. Now, second season of the show yeah. is more uneven. Yes. I feel like it doesn't have it, a, a single strong thread through it like the first season does. Yeah. And its episodes are wildly weird. Like, we go from the Lower Decks crossover to a decent episode to then the singing episode. And you're like, did you need to put these so close together in the single season? It's like, it's a lot of gimmick episodes back to back to back. Because they also have yeah, the time travel o- episode. Yeah, but that's okay. Like, <laughs> we can, we, we've had so much bad serialized shows. Yeah. Let's have an episodic show that's good. Well, yeah, no, and I don't individually... Or largely those, good. And individually, those episodes were good. I liked the musical. I didn't think the musical was the best, but I liked the musical episode in general. Yeah. I liked the big swing they took. Yeah. I really love the shit out of the Lower Decks crossover. I yes. think that episode's fantastic. 10 out of 10, no notes. Yeah, no notes whatsoever. <laughs> it's hilarious in all respects. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's more of just the, the spacing within the season. Like, yeah. the Lower... Because... They're all episodic. They could have been done basically in any order almost. Yeah. If the Lower Decks episode had been a couple of episodes earlier to give just a little more space Mm -hmm. before we then went right back in with a goofy singing episode, I think it would have felt cohesively better. Well, I mean, I watched it as it aired, so I had like a week of space between them, Mm. so it was fine. The weirdo time travel episode that they had. Now, normally, I love time travel. Like, you put time travel in a thing, and I'm immediately sold on it. This one where they get through, and they're just like, Oz, this baby con. Yeah, we, we we had see we had temporal uh, cold war. We had Benedict Cumberbatch in the movies, uh-huh. and no one liked him. So now we have Baby Con. Yeah. You, you like the Baby Con, right? 
Oh look, we didn't murder him. That's oh, no, no, the future. It does feel like a setup to have that that character or a similar actor be Khan in some movie or storyline down the road. Yeah. So that they can revisit Khan in a different way. And I'm not so cool on that. I know that she's La'an Nunian Singh uh-huh. and that she's related to him, but uh-huh. they've managed to largely dismiss that and use that as actual character building for her and not just, look, baby Khan. You know? right. We're not going to rehash Khan with this. Um, and, and it was I good will, for... I will say also that that episode did help save um, Shitty Fate Kirk. I don't, he's, he's fine. He's yeah. He's it, fine. He graduated up to fine for he's me. Fine. He's yeah. fine. He's fine. I've seen. I saw a ton of him on the Vampire Diaries because I watched that show. Because vampires, uh-huh. all you do is put vampire in something, and I'm like, yes, I have to watch this then. <laughs> um, but he's a fine actor. He's not really Kirk. Yeah, he's not. He, he not hasn't grown into Kirk at all. There, there's there. He's way under leveled on the charisma. Chris Pine is a better Kirk. Yes. Yes. He nails that. And I mean, as much as we can say no one can be Bones, oh, fucking Carl Urban could be Bones. He does a respectable <laughs> he effort. He does a really good Bones. Yeah. <laughs> Him getting on the shuttle with his accent and just, li- I'm like, well, there's Bones. I don't even have to be introduced to him. There he is. <laughs> yeah. So parts of it are really, like, we can talk about J.J. Abrams stuff separately, but <laughs> I know. I know. But, like, I like her. Uh-huh. I like most of the actors. Even the people who are playing characters that we've seen before, I don't th- think Ethan Peck's Spock is bad. It's different, but it's not bad. Are we? Is that it, no movie Zachary Quinto? We're talking. Yeah, the, Ethan Powell. Right. Back. I said so we're like, setting aside JJ yeah, yeah, for yeah. a second. Yeah. So like him as Spock in Discovery. Yeah. Was fucking tragic. Well, but that's all of Discovery. But, but that, but that, that was more so like the writing and everything. It was they the, had no clue that season what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. But then we we just throw that all in the shitter. Yeah, and just go and, to Strange New Worlds. And now we go to Strange New Worlds, and he's here, and he is a very good Spock. Yes, he he's his own interpretation. He's like he said that when he st- uh, got to Strange New Worlds, he stopped trying to think about it as Leonard Nimoy's character, and just started thinking about it as his character. Interesting, because I feel like he's the closest to Leonard Nimoy we've seen. Maybe that's because he stopped overthinking it. That could be. Yeah, I like um. And I don't know the actress. I don't know all the actress names. Yeah, I, yeah. I know Ethan I know, Peck for some reason. I know a decent number of their names, but uh, yeah, the girl playing Uhura. I think she's not the Uhura from the show. No, but that's, she's good in her own right. Yeah, she's still a gooding. Cadet. Something gooding. Something. Yeah. Yeah. She's still a cadet though, so yeah. like she needs to have the life experience mm-hmm. that like grows her into mm-hmm. that character. And like I feel like we're seeing a lot of it. Like I feel like we're currently seeing like the the workaholic years mm. as the rest of the crew tries to like break her out of that. Um, and I I would love to see like the character change and adapt and expand over the hopefully seven seasons in a movie that we get out. <laughs> I would be fine with movies for this. I like yeah. this series. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is again temporal Cold War. <sighs> Uhura uh-huh. is a language expert. Uh-huh. Uhura was not a language expert on the original series or in the movies. Because if you watch, she doesn't know Klingon in Star Trek VI. I feel like at some point that was maybe not necessarily retconned. They retconned it. They retconned it with the J.J. Abrams stuff. And then that's a retcon from the J.J. Abrams side that's moved back over. And it, don't get me wrong. It, I like it for her character. It is. It, I, it, is, a, it is a piece for her character that yeah. should have been there, I will admit. From the beginning, yes. Um, it's a good retcon. I blame it on the temporal Cold War because anything that changes, I blame on that. 
you're shaking your head at me. You're like, you want to argue it, but it is a convenient excuse. I just I just hate that stupid-ass Cold War I know, so much. I know. It's a terrible <laughs> plot line. It's so terrible. They're like, let's just resolve it halfway into a season and then ignore that it ever happened again. Well, they do that because they finally... It, that was the start of season four, and they were yeah. just like, oh, shit, guys, this has sucked the whole time. Yeah. Let's just yeah. use an episode to clearly make a statement that, no, we're done, Yeah, and then we're done. Yeah. <laughs> so... But I like to be able to blame everything on it. Because, uh-huh. I mean, it is, it changed, there are plot line changes, there is aesthetic changes, mm-hmm. there's a lot, because if they wanted to say, well, this is just taking place during the original series, they could just rebuild those fucking sets again. They, they have $5 worth of plywood and some spray paint. I know. <laughs> I would have appreciated a more kind of authentic redesign. Mm-hmm. Because it's not. Because it's, it's not. It's not as over the top as the J.J. Abrams one, but it's definitely not the same ship. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it would be, it does leave room for them to do some interesting, like, dimensional or time travel or whatever shenanigans uh-huh. where they build the set and they just, wow, what is this? all these buttons are so blocky. Yeah. yeah. But. And, I mean, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be one thing if they had the characters in the same spots even. Yeah. But Uhura's desk is all the way across the ship from where she used to be. Well, that's because well, the bridge is like a football field wide. I know, like, it's huge Like, now. people gave uh, the Enterprise D shit because of just how much empty space there was on the bridge. Like, There's so much s- now. Have you seen how much is here? <laughs> <laughs> we could fit three pikes on here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, and it, it is it, definitely this, the space of the bridge is toned down over on the Cerritos on Lower Decks. Yes, I love but, lower but decks. that's better because, like, mm-hmm. it's an animated show. You want to have all the pieces yeah. in frame. Like, I... I love. I know, like pe- reviewers online, like Steve Shives hate Lower Decks. I love Why? Is he because old? it's because it's. Uh, he says it's because it's all fan service, and I'm like, yes, that's the point. Yes. I like it. Yeah, that's the goal of it. Yeah, as it turns out, the fans are happy when you give them something that they actually want instead of just throwing something at them and just be like, you'll get nothing and like it. <laughs> it feels like they're trying to be Star Trek. No, it's. I don't think it's as bad as some commentators do. I don't think it's fan service for the sake of fan service. I think they're lovingly taking ideas and then building shows around it. No, you you can tell that the person who is running that show mm-hmm. loves the good era of Star Trek. Yes. Like you it's plain as day to tell that. Uh-huh. And yeah, sure. Like first season, they they don't quite know what they're doing yet. It gets a little family guy in places. It uh, it's it's the like, most family guy in places. But like over time, like they they find their own voice and their own kind of thing, and it really just works. So like the people's like, oh, this, is, this is this is fan service, and it's just like, did you pay attention to any of it, to any of what's going on, to yeah. anything? Yeah. Like, did are you are you one of the people that thinks J.J. Abrams is a brilliant genius with his mystery box? Did do you do you think genuine mystery comes from not being told what proper nouns are? Like. So, since we've talked touched upon it a couple times, let's go discuss it. J.J. Sure. Abrams yeah. and the 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 the, the, the alternate timeline, uh huh, which once in a while is jokingly referenced in the main timeline, <laughs> depending upon how much you think the current timeline is the main timeline. Cough, cough to Pearl for time war, but um, <laughs> getting glares over here now, and it's hilarious. <laughs> so, you really want to argue with me, but you're also struggling to argue it with me. I hate it. It's stupid. Because it, cause it can explain anything. Everything. And I, I hate it. I know. It's a, my, I am agreeing with you. It is a storyline that should not have been done. And then we could just be like, well, it's 
they've updated the ship, and there's no reason for them to have updated the ship, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, okay. (laughs) But, Uh but it does at least give us a convenient excuse. Yeah. The the thing I struggle with is the J.J. Abrams movies don't have a convenient excuse. Yeah. Because they travel back, Squawk accidentally travels back with a Romulan ship with Borg tech 25 years previously, and they crash in Klingon space somehow in the end, and... (laughs) Then all the technology is massively improved, and I'm like, how? You can tell that this was written by someone who has never watched Star Trek and doesn't care. Yeah. Now, for an action-y movie with some Star Trek elements, I enjoyed it. It's Mm. not traditional Star Trek. Mm. I like it better than pretty much all the next-gen movies, though. No. Oh, my God. The next-gen movies are so bad. Well, All right. Let me me expand on that real Mm -hmm. quick. Hell no. <laughs> I, you're you're dead wrong about First Contact. First Contact's fine. First Contact is way better than Star Trek 09. Like mm, a lot. Like a lot, I've, a lot. I will willingly watch the 09 over First Contact. But First <laughs> no. uh, Sorry. Uh, no. Uh. No. <laughs> and and this is probably going to be even worse for you. I would probably watch Insurrection over 09. Oh god, no. I hate insurrection. It's so goofily dumb. Yeah, and yet it doesn't make me irrationally upset like Star Trek 09 does. It makes me irrationally upset. <laughs> Nothing makes me more irrationally upset than Nemesis, but... Well, yeah, like, I'll watch 09 over stuff. Nemesis, I guess. And I, I'll i watch 09 over Generations, I guess. I just, so, okay, so, you know, actually, you want irrational anger? Generations. Uh-huh. LOL, band of dimensional <laughs> space, it travels... And no one's ever going to study it again. Well, it only only shows up like once every 70 years. You can't plan for that. (laughs) And it travels in a line that somehow you can disturb. Right. Well, my gravity. (laughs) It's so bad. Like, I hate Nemesis. I think Nemesis is a tragic piece of shit. Yeah. But when you try and actually think about Generations, you're just like, this is the dumbest fucking thing. Because there's... Um, all right. I'm going to go on my Generations now. Right <laughs> now. Fucking strap in. So, like, we've got the stupid ribbon. And if you fly that in... That is what it's called, by the way. The stupid the ribbon. The stupid ribbon. So you, <laughs> if your ship gets caught in the stupid ribbon, then all of the people that are on the ship get yanked away to the Nexus. To the stupid Nexus. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all... But, but they get sent to the nexus and the, then that's that that is the goal the end goal for some of these people is get to the nexus you fly a ship and you're there you're at the nexus done yeah so they're just like they even say at one point they're just like well why doesn't he just fly a ship into it and well any ship that flies in gets destroyed and it's like well, huh? but the enterprise b did it well they had mcguffin they had kind of mcguffin they should have been able to do it like Easily, but Fat Excelsior didn't have its photon torpedoes for lunch that day, so they had to just do a whatever so they could blow up Kirk. But so that's the, that's the thing that annoys me. Uh-huh. The doctor is like, "Well, I could steal a ship, yeah, and I could use the ship, but it's way easier to create like supernovas <laughs> and have it hit a planet instead." And like, but and and that's the worst part is that the planet explodes immediately after. If the problem is the thing you're standing on explodes, then you haven't actually changed anything. No, the thing you were standing on has exploded. Yeah. You've <laughs> just created interstellar so, terror. Is all you've yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if that was the so like, if it's I, none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. None of it makes none sense. None of it makes so, sense. So our big bads, and the only reason 
our big bad like gets anywhere because I, I just watched this recently. Oh, um, so sad for you. I, I wanted to watch through the movies with Danny. Uh, I it's <laughs> some of them were better than others. <laughs> so Danny, no, our friend. Danny, our friend. Danny agrees. So <laughs> we, the only reason the big bad is able to make traction on his plot. So the Romulans attack the station that he's on for reasons. He gets rescued by the Enterprise and he's just kind of hanging out in 10 forward. And Picard is like upset that his family just died in a house fire. And Big Bad has no idea that this has happened. But Picard goes to talk to him, and Big Bad's just like, hey, I need to go work on my not telling you. I need to go back to the station. Picard's just like, no, it's dangerous. You get to sit down and be quiet. And he's just like, they say time is a fire, like a house fire, like your house is burning down and you're in it. And Picard is just, just loses all composure and is just like, oh, okay, go do the thing now. And it's just like... If that hadn't happened, neither would the rest of the movie. Yeah. They would have just taken him somewhere else. Yeah. His little doodad would have just fired off. Yeah. And no one would have been there. Yeah, yep. the system would have been destroyed, but, like, no one cares. And he would have had to wait another 70 years to yeah. figure out what the hell he was doing. Yeah. So For this thing that somehow manages to travel in a loop yes. around the galaxy yeah. that no one studies. Well, it's like in a circle-ish. A, Stupid a, ribbon. It's a big old circle. Stupid ribbon. So <laughs> we get past that, and it's like, fine. Now, we have combat on the station. Uh, Data should be able to just shut all of them down immediately, but we need to have something dumb, so we're going to glue the emotions into his brain. Yeah. We're going to do that now. We could have, like... I, I understand that we eventually Data needs to have his emotion thing in a movie, but it's, it's something... Does he, though? It wasn't. It didn't really feel like an unresolved plot line. It was though, because like he's I mean, had the emotion chip yeah, to like sitting in the closet the whole yeah. time. Um, it, I felt that he dealt with it by saying, "I don't need this," and that was that. I th- there was always going to come a point where he was going to need it. It's just that the situation that was engineered was fucking dumb. Yes, <laughs> I so. don't understand comedy. Which let me just tell you, <laughs> him shoving the doctor off the boat was fucking hilarious, okay? I remember seeing it in the movie theater. Everybody <laughs> laughed. Everyone laughs. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, is that what comedy is? Shove. And you're like, well played, Data. Yeah. Well played. Yeah. So, so we removed Data from the movie by making him stupid. <laughs> um, and... The, yeah, so so many of the actions of people in this movie is just like, they they all got hit on the head. Like, the the big bad got hit on the head because he decided for whatever reason that he needs to he needs to ha- stand on an exploding planet rather than an exploding ship and then his plan will just work somehow. And then we have Picard who got hit on the head and he was just like, "Oh yeah, go back to the do your thing." And then we have um, Data who got hit on the head and was just like, "I'm put emotions in my brain and I don't know what I'm doing even though I had them that one time for that one episode." Although they were kind of doled out by lore, I digress. And then we have um I don't think actually Jordy was hit on the head. Jordy was just in the ro- in all of the wrong places at all of the wrong times. And then we have Riker who got hit on the head. Like, all right, Enterprise D in a fight against some shit-ass bird of prey. Like, for some reason, the shields aren't working. Literally every other episode of Star Trek ever, the first thing in the rule book is just change the modulation. And 
Instead, he's just like, well, I guess the shields are useless. And it's just like, you haven't tried. You don't know what they're doing. You, you haven't done anything. <laughs> and are you going to just fire everything at them? And it's just like, no, nah, turn this shit around. We got to go. But just fire everything at them. I've, I've seen this. How you would did, overpower them in a second. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've seen this in the show. You have so many guns on that thing. <laughs> Motherfuckers, dispersal pattern Sierra. It's a meme at this point. Just lean into it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you no. Have, you have tactical option Picard 08. Like, yeah. every, every character has named options programmed into the ship. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, instead he gets hit in the head and is just like, we gotta touch them plasma coils. I, I, evasive maneuver, Riker's leg on rock, 04. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, uh, and, yeah. and, then, and then the worst of it, the absolute worst of it, Picard gets yanked to the Nexus mm-hmm. and then meets with Guinan. And Guinan's just like, hey, you can just go wherever. And Picard's just like, I need help. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Why don't you because just... Because they want to contrive two captains. Just go back to Before. 10 forward. And when the big bad is just like, they say they say time is like a five alarm blaze and the fire department's there and the kids are screaming. To the break. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Here are your cuffs, sir. Please yeah. please go into this force fielded area. You can yeah. work on your shit there. Yeah, because they, they show that you can go anywhere. Yeah. At any time. Yeah, there's no, like, prior 24-hour restriction. There's no anything. Like, there's, there's no restriction that has to even be along your timeline, because yeah. Kirk goes with him to a planet he's never been on before. Yeah. Yeah. You could just... The Nexus will just magically transport you anywhere at any point. Yeah. And, like, I actually... I will buy Kirk just being like, all right, now that you've told me that this is just a fantasy place, I hate it and it sucks and I want to leave. Yeah, I get that. Like, I will buy that. I buy... But what I don't buy is Picard just being like, hey, hey, I need you to come back with, I need you to help me punch a guy on a bridge. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we'll, and then we'll save, and then we'll save the world. You need to punch the guy. No, I, you know what I buy <laughs> is Kirk being like, oh, is that what happens? And then actually transporting himself back to the point where he lost that woman he was pining for uh-huh. and rewriting 30 years of his life. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you got the magical do-over button. You're gonna go with this other fucking captain? Like, yeah, come on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me like Picard. Go figure out your own shit. I got a woman to date. Yeah, and yeah. like, and like, um, we're not even talking about you know going back to like the beginning of next gen or like averting wars or anything like that. No, you just go back like instead three of going days. instead of going back like an hour, you yeah. go back like three days, and you're just like, hey, that guy, arrest no, him. You know what? You resolve <laughs> all the plot lines. You go back two weeks. Tell your your brother you're about to burn down a fire. Yeah, yeah. Save everyone, and then when the guy, the fucking Soren gets on your ship, you're like, to the brig with you. I'm not even gonna listen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone, arrest him. <laughs> this guy has a missile on a planet, and yeah. it's gonna blow, cause a supernova. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me on this. I know. So I just and and, and then we trash the Enterprise D for no reason. It loses uh-huh. a fight against a nothing ship uh-huh. because Riker got hit on the head. Yeah. And is I just. I, like, was it a good crash sequence? Sure. It was very pretty. But, like, does it make me very mad? Yes. Yes. <laughs> With all, and I've, I've, I've heard the argument that it's just like, well, we had to get rid of the Enterprise D because it's really not a movie set. And they wanted to have big time fancy pants movies in the same way that, like, they wouldn't have had that original series set going into the movies. They didn't want to have the Enterprise D set going into the movies. So they had their refit. We just had to build another one. 
Yeah, but you could have just I explained guess. a refit. Yeah. Or just said, Voyager made it back. Let's give them that ship as a rechristened whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I just, yeah, no, I feel so like. much of Generations is just garbage. Dumb. Garbage. And, um, and you somehow say that 09 is worse. No, 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 no. I would watch 09 over Generations. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, barely, but I would. I liked 09. I liked Beyond. I, I'm fairly sure we can both agree. You, 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 were, you were a fan of Star Trek's sick motorcycle jumps, bruh. I enjoy it for what it is, which is dumb, goofy action. I hated... The, Beyond is not great in comparison to the best of the Star Trek movies or the best of Star Trek series, but I enjoyed it. Or movies in general, high school plays, random shouting on can we, street can corners. Can we get back to what we agree upon? Into <laughs> Darkness is trash. Yes. 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 Utter trash. I have Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Hell, I have Space Seed and Wrath of Khan. Uh-huh. I did not need a movie that did both of those, but worse. I So much of that movie is done. I'm pretty sure it's... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Into Darkness that starts with like the Enterprise raising out of the ocean scene. Or was yes, that Beyond? Because, no, it was, um, it's, no, it's that one because yeah, they're yeah. Uh, dealing with a planet that's about to have a massive volcano that wipes away a pre-industrial yeah. society or something. Yeah. And, and we care for some reason. Yeah, and they do it the dumbest way possible, yes. Yeah. And also, it's all just an excuse to set Ka- uh, Pi- or Kirk back as a commander, a rank he has not earned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because we can't have him as a captain for reasons. It's a terrible story. Well, that's, that that goes back to Star Trek 09, where they're just like, hey, you, Ensign, dude, did you want to go be captain? Because like, your, your name's on like the other thing in the other universe. You get okay. to go be captain now. I agree with that. Like, <laughs> there are better ways they could have contrived to have him be captain uh-huh. of that are ship. There? Well, <laughs> of that ship, without him having to just suddenly go from cadet to captain. I'm reminded of a Deep Space Nine quote where... Um, it's Nagan O'Brien, and um, they're talking about rank and stuff. And um, yeah. there's a why? Why are they calling him captain, even though he's only like a commander? It's like, oh well, it's naval tradition that like the commanding officer of the ship is called captain. Yeah. And Nog is just like, so if I'm the commanding officer of the ship, I'd be the captain. And O'Brien's just like, if you were the commanding officer on the ship, there would be no one else left alive to call you anything. Yes. And but that's yes. what I feel like it. That that is what I feel like it should have been for like. It's a, it's a, it's, I agree. it's a whole series of contrivances to get him into that position. Yeah. Because there are many people down rank yeah. from Spock yeah. who should have been first officer under Spock. Yeah. And not Kirk. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> this I is do why not it's debate. a bad movie. I do- <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those ones that I just kind of let go of. Uh-huh. Because rank in Star Trek is stupid. Well, yeah. Because, like, for instance... It took Worf eight fucking years to go from lieutenant commander or lieutenant to lieutenant commander. You give me another military organization where you don't you only get promoted for doing the best work you fucking can on a flagship. Uh huh. You only get promoted once in eight years. Now that just does not happen. I assume you've seen. You say it's his best work. I assume you've seen. Oh, the, I know the YouTube know. compilation of Worf, Worf getting but, shut down over and over. But there again. are there are so many people across that ship that have yeah. terrible moments all the time. Yeah, that's the Federation. Yeah, Federation is run by a lot of well-meaning people mm-hmm. with terrible ideas. Yeah, Utopia. <laughs> but and I like Utopia. They're really bad about following their Utopia. On the contrary, I think they're really good about following it on a planet. 
and then they try and like ship that out to all the other planets. The other planets are just like, we don't, we don't, we don't work that way. We, <laughs> I just, have, we have, we have problems. I just love, sir. I love the thought that somehow the Federation had to figure out how to pay their people because they have <laughs> to deal with the Ferengi. <laughs> and it's like, well, we don't have money except here. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So there's rank is dumb. when they, they actually promoted the lower deckers after three years. And I'm like, Oh my God, someone got a promotion in the show. <laughs> uh huh. When did that and like or like Avery books after four years, uh, his character Benjamin Sisko serving as commander, he's captain. Yeah, and you're like, is this only because you gave him a ship that you felt like it? Would you have given this black man a rank, uh, a newer rank, if he hadn't gotten a ship to go with his starbase? Shouldn't he have had it for the starbase guys? I mean, they also well, not necessarily. Like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just be- just because they flew the starbase somewhere doesn't mean it's actually a ship, <laughs> but it could be. <laughs> so. I mean, there's also the thing of, like, they tried promoting Riker, like, I don't know, like, ten but, times. Okay, but that so. one's well explained. Yeah, he just keeps saying no. He kept saying no. Yeah. You didn't get that with other people. I, yeah. I buy it for him. Yeah. I buy it for Jordy because yes. Jordy would fucking make love to that ship if he could. Yes. He rebuilt it so he could make love to that ship, okay? Yes. <laughs> yes. I buy that. Yes. But there are others, like Data, Worf. Um, many of those, like, I think Crusher was actually technically Captain Rank, but there were others. She was technically Commander, I think. So, and... Arguably, if she'd been made a captain, maybe she would have to leave the ship, but she's a doctor, maybe not. Yeah. But there are plenty of them. Diana finally got promoted after seven years, and Lord only knows what the hell she did to earn that uh, fucking promotion. You just take the same test 17 times until you pass it. Apparently. So, either the people on the Enterprise and every other ship we watch are really bad at taking tests, <laughs> or rank is meaningless and they don't want to change the characters around because it's a show. So, here's. Even if I were to accept that rank is a largely meaningless construct, uh-huh. there's there's still a range in that that like I, I mean it's literally this. It's just like, okay, they don't take rank seriously, given I'm still not buying Hey, Ensign Idiot, come be captain now because our Vulcan okay, no, broke. No, no, and I I don't debate that point. <laughs> I don't debate that point. No, that's that's that was dumb. Yeah. That was entirely I think and it's hard. Uh-huh. And I know you're going to say, no, I can't. Uh-huh. I think if you can set that one point aside, there's a lot to enjoy in Star Trek 09 as a dumb, big, dumb Star Trek action movie. It's not, no, I can't. It's, no, there isn't. <laughs> well, that's where we disagree. <laughs> I agree with you. The way he became captain is dumb. I let that go. The, the, the villain and his weirdo spike ship. I, I, no. Yeah. It's just no. There's 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 some issues. I don't debate. And hey hey hey, red matter. Yeah. Fucking. I okay. you beat me there. I was gonna okay. say Spock and his like whatever. As I said, it's a dumb action movie. <laughs> it, it's it is. I don't debate that. I like it as a big dumb action movie. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. You don't like it because it's <laughs> Star Trek, and Star Trek is not meant to be a big dumb action movie. I get that. So, Star Trek Into Darkness is trash. Is unwatchable. Unwatchable trash. trash. Like. Spock and Khan punch each other on a bus. If that doesn't tell you everything oh, you need to know so about the movie. And I don't think it would have been saved if they had been like, this was Khan's first officer that we're dealing with instead of Khan himself. Yeah. They woke no. a different super soldier and blah, blah, blah. No, it would still be bad. Yeah. It would still be bad for all the same reasons of it wants to be Khan without being Khan. Like, I'm going to have trouble remembering the details, but I remember watching it at the time. It had such the... It had such the such a strong smell of they wrote the movie backwards 
Mm-hmm. Like they wrote from an end goal of Khan and uh, Kirk giving his life to save the ship so that they could do a reverse Spock. I mean, there was that, but that wasn't quite. The, okay, what were the, you thinking? So, Scotty has to save the day and blow up like the doom ship, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, how does he do that? Well, he has to be on that ship. Wait, why is why is Scotty not on the Enterprise? Why is he on the stupid ship? Well, he got in a fight with Kirk. Well, what the, what the, what the why did he get in a fight with Kirk? Well, there was something about dudes and torpedo tubes or whatever, and like it was uh, Kirk wanted to just like use them, and Scotty was just like, "No, that's wrong." Well, wait a minute, why did why did Kirk just want to use them? Like, what the? F-? And it just keeps going back from there, and it's just like. Is so like you watch it in order, and it seems so much just like, well, we have to do this so that the people move correctly. That's that's the J.J. Abrams puzzle box writing. <laughs> he writes to a stupid ending. Yeah, because I mean, you go watch fucking Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> and it's the same thing. It's well, why are you doing this? Because we need to do this. Well, why are you doing this then? Well, because we need to do this. Okay, but what got you to that point? The thing that lost me, this is Star Wars, not Star Trek, yeah. but the thing that lost me in Rise of Skywalker, and I've ranted about this before, and it's the dumbest thing. Mm-hmm. There's a whole series of MacGuffins that lead us all the way down this path Yeah, that take us to a dagger they conveniently happen upon that no one's been able to find for 30 fucking years. Right. That is supposed to be this ancient, yes, ancient Sith dagger yes, with a weird slide rule thing they can pull out. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that just so happens to be the exact thing they need to find the next MacGuffin on a ship that crashed on Endor that's been sitting in salt water and should have fallen apart 20 years ago. That space metal doesn't corrode as easy. <laughs> on this ancient now I'm getting glared at. dagger. <laughs> Are you okay with this? Really? No, no. I think it's awful. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's... This was the point where my brain shut down so hard, I couldn't even hate the rest of the movie because I couldn't enjoy, I couldn't even like get my brain around the rest of the movie. I was like, this was su- such a dumb, contrived <laughs> plot point that I just, I couldn't. I just, words have escaped me. I just couldn't. And so like dumb crap happens with, Death Star, Star Destroyers, uh-huh. and like uh, horses on top of ships and shit <laughs> at this Sith planet. And at that point, I'm just like, well, this doesn't seem any dumber than that fucking dagger you guys just brought out. So I don't even fucking care anymore. Like, when you have to start your movie with somehow. Somehow. Palpatine survived. Somehow Palpatine survived. <laughs> Maybe consider stopping <laughs> and taking, taking a, a breath. Yes. Maybe doing a rewrite or two. <laughs> Maybe you can turn that somehow into something that doesn't make me just sigh and laugh and just realize I've wasted my ticket money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't necessarily feel like 09. Or Beyond, which Beyond isn't even a J.J. Abrams puzzle box movie. It's just a big, dumb action movie. Yeah, it's just dumb. It's just, it is straight action, and it doesn't try to be anything more than that. And I kind of appreciate it for that. It's fine. But I don't feel like 09 Uh is as bad as The Last Skywalker or The Rise of Skywalker. That is a question. (laughs) Let me ponder that. Is 09 as bad as... As the Rise of Skywalker. As the Rise of Skywalker. Because <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker is like 
They both have real contrived moments and a lot of weird MacGuffins. They both drive into the same potholes. Mm-hmm. So I think of the two, I almost want to give it to Rise of Skywalker. That you'd watch that instead? Because at least I get Adam Driver. Yeah. He didn't throw me. And there just seem it the contrivances maybe it's maybe it's just because I've seen that one more recently and because I've hated Star Trek 09 like forever. Well now you have to go watch both again and really no. decide. <laughs> I actually don't have to do that. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> But I, I will I will grant you that it's real close. <laughs> I I think a lot of the things I like about 09, uh-huh. I couldn't find in Rise of Skywalker. I don't think necessarily any of the actors in Rise of Skywalker are bad. I just don't feel like they exist as characters. No, the characters are all just like half there, half not there. Yeah, and it's not that 09's any better about that, but I think the actors they have are able to better craft characters out of the terrible J.J. Abrams script that they're given. I really like Chris Pine as Kirk. I think like he, he the, num- the swagger he has when he's moving around is great. He he works as he Kirk. Works. I, I buy it. I like Carl Ur- Urban as Bones. Yes. John Cho as Sulu is fine for the fact that they basically give Sulu nothing to do. Anton Yelchin as Chekhov is fine for the fact that they give Anton Yelchin nothing to do. Uh-huh. Um, I like Scotty, mostly because it's, you know, just Simon Pegg. It's like they got a really good I, cast of characters. I, I, li- of- I, I end up liking and hating Simon Pegg as Scotty. Mm-hmm. There's there's some parts where I'm just like, yeah, it's Scotty. But there's other parts where I'm just like, Scotty was not a hyperactive chipmunk. Like, I just... But on the whole, I like the versions of the characters that they managed to make. Yeah. A whole lot more than anything going on in the... The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I'll give you that. So, and I'm a very character-driven person. Uh-huh. If the story's dumb, but you still give me good characters, at least I can get invested in the characters. Yeah. Last of Rise of Skywalker, dumb story. Dumb Dumb story. characters. <laughs> yeah. Dumb both. <laughs> there's very little for me to but care about anymore. But there's something that still makes Rise of Skywalker, like, slightly more than the sum of its parts yeah, that I, I just that. didn't feel for Star Trek 09. And that, I think that's where we're going to differ because I just don't agree with that. Yeah. So, like, still. I just, uh, still. Like, don't get me wrong. I, don't, I do not like Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. There's, like, somehow 7, 8, and 9 are like, 7, 8, and 9 are 7, 8, and 9 for three different trilogies. Yes, they are. Like. They are. <laughs> there, there's, there is some fucked up trilogy going on there. Yeah. That is for sure. Like, they have nothing to do with each other at no, all. None. None. The whole, in fact, the whole reason, I'm pretty sure the whole reason 9 starts with somehow Palpatine is returned is because 8 didn't get the memo that they were supposed to bring Palpatine back during it. <laughs> so they were just like, we have a whole last movie. We I, this. But I feel like that's because J.J. Abrams wrote to Palpatine coming back, had a whole trilogy planned, and then when a, the, the eighth movie, he didn't decide to direct or write, didn't do the plan he had. He's like, well, I have to go back to my plan then. <laughs> was, was, was that the people that I didn't at all work with or communicate with didn't do what I wanted? Oh, no. That, <laughs> mm, this must be their fault. Okay, we've talked for an hour on just Star Trek, which is great. Yeah. 
But we should probably wrap it up if we're going to talk about anything else eventually. We should probably wrap it up. Yeah, we should probably wrap it up. <laughs> um, so let's let's end uh-huh. with a good note. Sure. Best movie, which I know for you is Star Trek Four. Yep. Best series. TNG. Okay. For me, right now, Six and Strange New Worlds. I really like Interesting. Strange New Worlds. I really like Strange New Worlds. Over DS9? I kind of do. I mean, I... DS9 is great. Yeah. And it's 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 real close. It's real close. Yeah. But right now, I think maybe the freshness of it, and I like the characters, and I, maybe something to be said for shorter seasons that allow them to focus a little better. I really like Strange New Worlds. Once they get more content under their belt, mm-hmm. I'll come back to that question. Okay. Because right now, I think my ordering is TNG followed by DS9. Followed by Strange New Worlds? Which is fair. And I think those, those no matter what you do, are probably going to be the tops. Yeah. And then Lower Decks. And then, yeah. And then Lower Decks, yeah. yeah. All right. This has been Very Live from Asteroid <laughs> G with people talking in the background. I'm your host, Mike Finkelstein. I'm Lord Frizzleby from here, too. And we will see you all next time. Well, Fizzle, maybe. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>